0: Don Luca, smoke you like my hookah yeah. Pump fake right, then I step back in illusion That's a boss move, maneuver, billionaire entrepreneur Mark Cuban on the viewer. put you rookies on a skewer I say shitting on you boys like I came up from the sewer
1: Used to have a lot of dollars, now I got a lot fewer What you saying to me, I hope you save it for me I'm about to kill the game, and I put it in my testimony Hi, welcome to the Matrix Podcast. This is your host, Will. I'm joined here by my co-host, Jaron. What's up, guys? Today, we're going to be getting into player previews for Dwight Powell and Tyler Dorsey. And we're going to go over a couple, um, one interesting math statistic that we feel is kind of an indictment on the post-Dirk era. And we're also going to be getting into Russell Westbrook's potential fit in Dallas. Um, there's been a, kind of a lot of speculation as of recent that Russell Westbrook is or is not going to stay in L.A. Who really knows at this point? But... It's at least um, interesting to go ahead and explore that avenue and possibility because it does seem like to an extent he's getting shocked, even if you know maybe his agent and reports are saying that he might not. So we'll go ahead and take a look at that. But before we do that, here's an ad from our sponsor, Anchor. All right, Jared. So getting a cool little um, stat access on Twitter the other day, maybe not cool, but um, Dwight Powell is actually top 10 in Mavericks wind shares all time. And at first, at face value, it's like, oh, Dwight's really consistent. You know, he's played a lot of games for the Mavericks. It makes sense. But I feel like, to an extent, this is an indictment upon the post-Dirk era, where the Mavericks just failed um, to surround Dirk with talent. It's just, you know, kind of a, you know, organizational inability to be able to really give Dirk what he needed to, even like at least like compete and be in the playoffs. You know, um, much less like win a championship. So, um, what were your thoughts on that stat? And Uh, Do you think it has any other connotations?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, you look at – I guess you can reword it post-championship era in Dallas history. Um, But, you know, you look at it and you look at the names that have been on these teams, and uh, there's one consistent name, and that's always Dwight Powell. Uh, You look at post-championship era, and there's three, four guys, I guess if you count Dorian Finney-Smith, that I can think of right now that uh, you see – past like five years and I'm counting Luca right now. You got like Luca, Dirk, uh Dwight and Dorian. And I mean, like you said, like I mean it's just kind of a failed attempt to surround Dirk Nowitzki, like old and old Dirk, uh, with talent to get him at least, you know, far in the playoffs. And we see uh like even from the front office perspective, like, you know, these the selling points that they try and sell us on. Like I think that this is just a total represent representation of that having Dwight Powell, which no props or no offense to the guy. Like, I mean, he's a good basketball player, but is he top 10 wins in any franchise in the league, do you think? Uh, probably not, you know, besides Mavericks, you know, in terms of win shares. Um, so, yeah, know. Or do, do you see him being
1: that like, kind of, like, franchise type guy? I mean, I don't see, like, the level of consistency and, yeah. like, um, I guess tenure um, with any other team, because I just don't think another team would have, like, valued him as much as – you know, potentially the Mavericks didn't like let him stick around that long. So, I do to an extent see what you're saying there. I definitely agree. Um, Dirk gets his jersey retired by um Germany tomorrow. Any other thoughts on that? You know, we already talked about that the other day. But, um, what's your excitement
0: level for that? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm really excited. Like, props to the guy. He's uh, I guess two teams, but definitely, uh, you know, well deserved. Like I said, I mentioned earlier, uh, I think it was like two or three podcasts ago you know i don't know kind of what he did on a uh international level like what he did i know like how he i guess evolved the game of basketball for europe but i don't know about like playing for germany what he did but clearly you know he balled out he did good things as he did for the mavericks and yeah, he was well into his 30s for the national team which is yeah. like, really impressive and like he's getting a well recognized um round of applause around the league and around really the world of basketball no, most definitely. I would
1: totally agree on that. So next, we're going to be into, into a fun little discussion. We kind of hashed this out a little earlier in the offseason. We'll go a little more in-depth into this uh, just because it's kind of been a hot topic on Twitter as a recent, which would be uh, Russell Westbrook's potential fit in Dallas, if he were to get traded here and what a potential package would look like in that instance. Um, I guess starting off here first, um, you know, one of the packages I was potentially thinking of um, would maybe be like, Reggie uh Tim Hardaway Jr. and Dwight and for Russell Westbrook and maybe like one of the Lakers first or um two of the Lakers first do you think that both of the first would need to be included for you to be sold on that type of deal
0: yeah no without a doubt I think and it's kind of funny the more I go through the offseason and the more talk there is I will definitely say the Mavericks have done a good job selling Tim Hardaway Jr. to the fans um because really like I, he has a valuable uh. I guess role on this team now, um, being that really primary scorer off the bench, which we really don't have right now. And then Reggie Bullock, that goes without saying. I think he's one of our key players. Um, pairing him with Dorian Finnesmith is key. And then just kind of trading that away for a guy that we're not even sure if he's going to play for the Mavericks in a Mavericks jersey, for that matter. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't like that sort of trade package. And that you can maybe talk me into it. There's two two first. Because I feel like by the time those first round picks roll around, those are gonna be so important, especially with how. No offense, but I think the Lakers' future is very dim and very gray. Um, but you know for sure, like if you if you want to throw in Dwight Powell and Tim Hardaway Jr. for Russell Westbrook in a first, like I I could argue pulling the trigger on that. Yeah. No, most definitely. Um. You know, Reggie being in the deal makes it more complicated
1: for both of us. I would agree. Um. But I guess my next word talking point. So you. Like, you'd say definitively it would take you two first-round picks to say yes to that deal for sure? For sure, yeah. Okay. So what about this? Um Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, Reggie Bullock, and Dwight Powell. I mean, oh, I screwed that up. Davis Bertans, Reggie Bullock, and Dwight Powell. Um, Would that make you a little more interested um in doing the deal if it was only one first in Westbrook? If you're giving up, you get to keep Tim instead of Davis. I mean, you get to keep Davis. I, mean, I do <laughs> you, <laughs> you get to keep, keep Tim. In. You have to keep Tim instead of um, Davis, so you know you're at least retaining, retaining somewhat of a positive asset there. I mean, you do give up Reggie in the deal, but you still have a little more uh, dynamism off the bench with Tim's scoring ability. What what would, what are your thoughts?
0: Wait, what so would that be? The package would be Reggie, Dwight, and Davis, right? Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah, like, like you said, you know, you're still losing Reggie, but again, I feel like at that point. It depends on if Westbrook plays or not, but at that point, I feel like Tim Hardaway Jr. moves up to the starting role, which honestly, like, not the most comfortable thing. But I, I could. Or they up. would do
1: maybe Christian Wood and. Or yeah, I yeah didn't even that think point, about that
0: yeah. Um, actually, yeah, you know, you could buy me into that. Um, you know, Davis and Dwight are kind of guys on this team that are a little expandable. Uh, you could definitely throw them in some deals, and I think we will see some. We'll see them, in at least some trade packages. Before uh, the trade deadline, for sure. Yeah, before the, yeah, for sure, before the trade deadline. I, one of those guys, at least, is going to be out of Dallas by the trade de- trade deadline. Um, yeah, I mean, you could sell me on that. You know, Russell Westbrook, fit-wise, uh, questionable. But, again, is he going to play for this team if he were to be traded? I know Dallas has expressed their non-interested views in Russell Westbrook, but I don't think he can roll anything out in the NBA, so we'll see what happens. No, I definitely agree. So, you know, with that being said, I guess – Given those certain packages, we'd probably both agree that maybe take
1: one first round pick to potentially pull the trigger on that second deal, but definitely two if you're giving up both Tim and Reggie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know,
0: it is—it's a clear thing. What do the Lakers need, and that's shooting. Yeah, and you get that both in Reggie and Tim Hardaway Jr. And I'm sorry, but I don't want to make yeah. the Lakers that good. But so. uh, you know,
1: to their credit, you know, there are more, there are some sellers out there with some, uh, you know, lesser value teams like Indiana who could throw out the potential, uh, Miles Turner and Buddy Hill package that might be like. The Lakers may have better options out there in terms of packages. You know, this is just pure, purely theoretical.
0: I you see. I, like, yeah, I think in terms of the name standpoint, I think you get Buddy Hield. You can get for Russell Westbrook, maybe a first. I, I really don't even think you need to throw a first in there. Um, I just feel like if you want value perspective, I feel like the Mavericks are a good trade destination because we have shooters that they need. Like it's clear they have a lack of shooting around LeBron. Yeah. Uh, I think it that's their, their highest.
1: Percent three-point shooter now i think it's austin reeves yeah and he yeah. was even like 37 or yeah. something you know is his first year now i totally agree so like diving a little more deeper into it you know just westbrook's fit in dallas specifically um let's say he does stay um how do you see him faring out for this one year um do you think he'd be willing to you know accept the role and if he you know was able to accept the role off the bench is he a guy that you could you know this may sound um completely optimistic uh, not even like just completely ludicrous but like do you think there's any sort of chance he could rekindle any of him his play from a couple years ago and like overtake Dinwiddie for the starting spot like do you what do you like what do you see if he was able to defer to Luca and um play within us within the Mavericks system do you think he would be suitable I mean the Mavericks would sorely you know need his you know attacks off pick and rolls and I think he would be a good distributor I think I would just be more so concerned about the decision making and lack of shooting because you know especially with another creator, um,
0: it, it's you, getting know,
1: cloudy. you need a, you need a guy who can shoot, especially um, when, you know, Luca's you know, on and off from three a lot. And, you know, Dinwiddie even's not the best shooter, but I feel like he just brings a little more consistency he has a better assist to turnover ratio for sure than Westbrook, I would assume. So what would your um, thoughts be on Westbrook and like fit wise in
0: Dallas? Oh, okay. Let me just start out by saying, no, that's not going to happen. Um, but in an alternate reality, where, uh, we become Mark Cuban's of the world. Um, let's say he does buy in. Let's say you know I I think there's definitely at least at the start there's definitely a role off the bench for him. Uh, and like let's not put it like like he's a great leader. He's a great teammate. Uh, you know like kind of the perspective that the media threw around his name was that he was a bad teammate. Um, you know he just didn't really buy in. And I, I think that's I, th- I think I think that's a lie to be honest because we've we've heard good things come out of him especially these past few past few years from guys like James Harden, LeBron James. Um, so there's no doubt in my mind. I think he'd be a good teammate. It's just whether or not he can buy into the system. I think that's a clear no. But like I said, in a re- alternate reality, uh, I mean, I think this team would be really good at that point. But yeah, no, for sure, if he was able to buy into the system
1: and actually, um took like maybe a slight step shooting like you know this is all theoretical russell whisper would be a really good fit with this mavericks team yeah. but you know it's just such a highly unlikely possibility that it's really not worth spending too much time on but it is intriguing to like you know think about to say the least no yeah
0: without a doubt like yeah i, I do believe uh if he were to play for this team i think he would kind of realize who the top dog is and that's look at and if he wants to fight for that starting role, like uh, a, then again, he didn't really realize he's the top dog. in LeBron, LeBron James? James. Yeah. That, that's my thing. It's like, yeah. He just never even saw that in LeBron. And yeah. That's why I really don't know if he would have Luca. Um, but again, like you know, you mentioned just a minute ago, like Spencer Dinwiddie brings an aspect of consistency that Le- or that Russell Westbrook just and doesn't sp- bring. Spencer Dinwiddie's not even really consistent. No, and he's yet. not. Yeah, he's not consistent. Uh, and and he's definitely a way, way better way. turnover ratio in terms that's his of turnover ratio. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that's without us even looking at the stat we would No, just yeah like i don't want we don't have stats pulled up or anything yeah. we can we just know that yeah um yeah i mean there's definitely like some hesitancy but again you know he's on a one-year contract expiring he's got a lot of money yeah uh, you're doing this for the first round picks and the feet you know the trade flexibility that would give you going forward yeah exactly like this would be quote-unquote kind of
1: a punt year then um, the mavericks would have up to um if they would renounce the um the next pick, I believe, and that they're sending away in I twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah. If they were to do that, then um the Mavericks would, if they would remove the protections from that pick, the Mavericks would then have five tradable first round picks. They'd have, um both their twenty twenty sevens, both their twenty twenty nines, and a twenty twenty five. So that would give them a lot of flexibility in terms of like bigger deals they could do if they were to do this Westbrook deal. Um, but it's definitely taking a step back to take a step forward. So you know, do the Mavericks have the Affordability to do that with Luka Doncic on that on this team is the question. So I don't know. It's just a really interesting um situation to look at. But um, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into these player profiles real quick. Um, we we're planning on doing four of these today. We'll see how many of these we can knock that knock out. We're a little pressed on time today. Um, but we we'll want to at least get Dwight Powell and Tyler Dorsey done. Um, so Tyler Dory Dorsey is actually kind of tearing it up with the Greek national team. Like he had a he had like twenty two points the other day. Um, I can't remember who who against, but um, you know he's really showcasing his ability to you know shoot and play make it uh, in your basket over here. Um you know he's obviously on this two-way contract with the Mavericks. um you know he's a little older of a guy, you know he definitely needs to improve on his defense. you know, we have talked about him um quite a bit before what do you, where do you see him um going into this Mavericks season? I mean, obviously it's before training camp and everything, but do you think there's any potential for him to actually play like significant minutes with the Mavericks? Or do you think that, you know, he's kind of just tearing it up in Eurobasket and fans are
0: overreacting a bit? So this is the Dallas Mavericks fan base here. So of course there's a little overreaction. Now that's not to take away any credit from the guy. He is tearing it up for Greece. And they have uh qualifiers coming up and I believe like the hardest team that they play is maybe Croatia. Um, anyways, aside from that, uh like I mean it's a two way contract, you know, what 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 max out can you get from a two-way contract i guess is like what we want to see from him i i do think he could work up into what theo pinson worked up into is like a one year contract in the future cuz i i really do like think that this guy he has basketball to play um he's showed some maturity levels um since going overseas over the last year or two i think it was like honestly three maybe might uh, two or three years yeah mm-hmm. um he showed a lot of maturity. I can just see it, you see it in his game. Um, but again, like, bottom line is you can never have enough of these three and D type players. I don't know quite three and D for this guy, but definitely offensive aspect he brings is important. Yeah. And he's just sort of like he does bring a little bit of shot
1: creation and he's like a kind of like a dope down Tim Hardaway Jr. is what I've, you know, it's kind of the best descriptor I've tried to give fans. Um, but you know, I do think he has the ability to you know, get a shot off the dribble. Um, he's a really good three-point shooter, like we said. Um, so is there a world um, where he could ro- secure a rotation spot with these uh, this Mavericks team? Um, if the Mavericks' lack of wings, you know, starts to catch up to them and maybe he gets a run at it and he really shows some flashes? Yes, but um, I don't think that should be the expectation for him. And I also would probably agree that he's probably going to spend more time in the G League than with the Mavericks if I had to take a crack at it. But, you know, I am intrigued to see how he does. You know, we typically don't see these older two-way guys come into camp. So, yeah, you know, I you know expect him to, like, definitely, um, you know, stay on that two-way contract. Um, you know, I think he has at least the capability to do that, if I had to predict a little bit. But, yeah, um, we'll kind of just see what happens
0: with him. I don't really have any expectations, but wherever it goes, it kind of goes on that. Um, I wonder – in terms of like league, I wonder if he's like one of the, like maybe he might even be the oldest two-way contract guy. I'm not. He's like, got to be one of them for sure. Yeah, I mean, I like, there's I, typically not many.
1: He's what like, 26. Um, yeah, because you know you can't get one after your fourth season. So you know a lot of guys that have already been in the league, um, are, they're played past four years are going to be honestly some of them even less than. or He's going to be 26 in February. He's 25 right now. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, no. So that's that's intriguing. To see, uh, to see. Yeah, he actually might be. Um, but quick um, for all these player previews even if it's kind of redundant given the guy's role um, we are going to be doing a stat prediction so um, we'll just go ahead and hash these out I'm just going to ask you at the top of your head and you're going to give me your stat prediction um, games played um, in the and obviously this this is a no means like do we think the, this is like a true serum or anything like that but like we're just having fun with it so figure might as well predict some stats of these guys so games played for uh tyler dorsey with the dallas mavericks in the uh,
0: 2022-23 season are we doing over under or yeah, are we just just i just guessing let me guess okay, i really honestly don't know how much because last year was so weird because yeah, the two ways you know yeah. i had to play during the omicron stretch and things of that nature but now i mean i'll if, say given it's a normal year i'll say 11 games 11 games okay how many points do you think he averages uh, we'll throw the good old NBA stat out 4.5, 4.5. Yeah, I, I think he's, getting, he's a score. Yeah, I right? no, He's going to, he's going to fill it up in garbage yeah. time. He, yeah. Yeah. Um, how many rebounds per game is the average? I, I, I'm going to go with the solid, uh, we'll go specific here. I'm going to go 1.2. So <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, and what are we thinking about this? He does have a little sort of pseudo playmaking, um, dynamicism to his game. He, we, I've seen him, you know, Yeah, a little bit of a threat in the pick and roll in some of these highlights, especially on the ones playing for the Greek national team. So, you know, do you think he might go over two on his assist here? I I see. But it is garbage time. Everybody's just trying to get theirs, you know?
0: I see uh, a future Dwight Powell, Tyler Dorsey connection in garbage time. So I'm going to go go (laughs) 1.8. Take it high on that one. I like it. spicy, spicy, spicy. All right. Um.
1: Next, we're going to go ahead and get into Dwight Powell. So, as we said, um, Dwight Powell's sort of role on this team has been replaced to an extent with Christian Wood and JaVale McGee, the Mavs, you know, address their sorely needed, um, lack of defense at the center position. And then you're adding two guys in Christian Wood and JaVale McGee, who, while they may not have quite the, um, points per possession as the role man numbers as Dwight Powell does, um, they've never really played with the ball handler like Lugo. Well, I guess JaVale played to Chris Paul, but JaVale may have a slightly increased role with this Mavericks team than he did yeah. at Suns team um so what are your sort of thoughts on do you think Dwight Powell's completely out of the rotation is he like completely redundant or do you see some scenarios in which he could actually like clock legitimate minutes like you know injury aside like if everybody's healthy for the whole season is are there games that Dwight Powell plays in outside of garbage time
0: so okay I definitely think that there is some DNPs thrown in there um, I, I see him having a legitimate role. I mean, he's just too good to not throw in that rotation at least a little bit. Yeah. Even if it's, you know, less than once every like three or four games. Yeah. Or like, like it'll that. be less than 10 minutes for sure. In the games that he does get. Um, but you know, Greg St. Jean came on locked on Mavericks podcast and they, he even expressed interest about how Luca and Spencer will be on the floor. At least one of them will be on the floor at all the times pretty much. Um, so i wouldn't be surprised if dwight gets in on that minute uh we've seen a good connection between luca and dwight so i feel like For years now for years yeah so i feel like it'd be somewhat during whenever luca plays um and so for that you know i don't see his i guess playing drop off too much in and like terms of like it'll drop of course um but i just don't see it like I guess taking a huge, huge dip, like one 1.8 1. 8 points per game, like stuff like that. No, I completely agree. I think that, especially
1: at the beginning of the season, as uh, JaVale and Christian Wood maybe are trying to get, are trying to adapt a little to um, Lucas pacing in the pick and roll. Um, you could see Dwight maybe getting some more reps there. Um, but I, you know, I think as those guys get more accustomed to the offense, and you know, JaVale's already had experience in the Mavericks offense. You know, of course, it was under Rick Carlisle, but you know, still obviously probably a little familiar with the system. um, You'll be able to see Dwight Powell maybe get some minutes, I think, earlier in the season versus later. I agree. Um, just from the standpoint that he actually might be of importance to, you know, help get those guys to the point to, you know, Dwight Powell's shown himself, you know, as a leader and, you know, as a really selfless guy, you know, he, I could definitely see him helping Javille and Christian, understand the offense and the defense and things of that nature and the rotations, all that sort of stuff.
0: See, but if he starts playing good again and gets some recognition by Kevin Durant, who knows where this guy is. Oh, hey, limit is. No, no, it's definitely, Um,
1: I like, like I said, though, I just think, you know, and when you watch the game, I can't, you know, say this numerically, as we said, Dwight Powell does have better points for possession as the role man than both JaVale McGee and Christian Wood, but JaVale McGee is also in the top five as is Dwight Powell. Yeah, But like, and I just like watch the intangibles when I see these guys, Play on the court, you know. I think Dwight is just a huge benefactor of Lucas' play style, and I think if you take that away, I think you know there's a you know definite argument to be made that Christian Wood might be better role men, just like as they are. Like if you put Dwight Powell with, you know, some of the point guards those guys have played with throughout his career, like is he near as effective or in this top percentile as um, as he is right now? So I think there's a legitimate argument there, um, and you know, Dwight Powell has never, you know, despite him trying as hard as he can. You know, he's always just kind of been like a little too abrasive and reactionary on defense, which has hurt him a lot, you know, but that's not to say he's not a tireless worker on that end. But, you know, I just think those both of those, you know, I think if Christian Wood is seriously suffering defensively and just is really pressed to get the Mavericks down, um, to get the Mavericks defensive system down, which will be an essential part to his development and potential implementation into the starting lineup later in the season, I think that's a world where we could see Dwight Powell play at the beginning of the season. Like I said, you know, I think I expect to to be solid on that end, uh, most definitely. So, I guess, do you think that, um, like, so would you, like, definitively say that Dwight Powell's going to be gone by the trade deadline, you know, giving all this? Like, do you think the Mavericks should be paying him the $11 million that they're paying him right now um, to essentially, I guess, be the four center in the rotation? Like, we haven't really even brought up Maxi, but you know, he'll play some four and five, I assume, but yeah. you know, he definitely um, makes Dwight even more redundant to that point. But um, especially if Christian Wood and JaVale find their niche. Um, do you think that Dwight um, is like really replaceable as that last center in the rotation?
0: Yeah. I mean, for a guy that's making 11 million a year and essentially is redundant as like the last true centerpiece on this team. Uh, I think he definitely gets shipped out before trade deadline. Uh he, he's too good of an asset too good of a talent or I don't know about asset but he, he's too good of a talent to just not play um and so in that sense I see him getting shipped off but also he is a good asset at the end of the day you know and a lot of teams do need some centers at least depth um, especially I mean yeah he does bring
1: veteran leadership and intangibles to the table too which I think um you know having a guy that's really in the locker room and mentoring young players gets overlooked in this day and age so no I would definitely agree from that standpoint but um we'll go so at the end of this I guess our summation is that we don't think Dwight would be on the team by the trade deadline um he does have a place on this Mavericks roster it's just not near as big of a one as he's had in years past agreed agreed yeah so I guess what if you had to give a stats prediction for Dwight what would you um give us the stats prediction for the uh, 2022-2023 season um this is going to be given that um dwight's available for all 82 games for the mavericks but pretend that he does not get traded what would you um give us your stats prediction i'll go i'll oh, we'll go to games played first
0: games played, okay uh a little more than half i'm gonna throw like 49 or something like that okay yeah i, I think 40 i think i think there's a stint Yeah, 45 ish I, yeah I, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of around there with you on that um how many points do you think he averages uh less than five, but like around that mark. I'm gonna say like four point six.
1: Yeah, so. you know, he's he won't be getting near as much minutes, which is definitely gonna order, you know, it's per 36 minutes. Um, numbers may be these very reciprocal of what they were last year. But you know, this is also we're also discounting the fact that if any of those big men get hurt, you know, that automatically thrust white into, you know, a sort of role like he had last yeah, year. Exactly. So, you know, that's part of it too. Um, which we're we're just predicting, you know, none of this is, you know, definite or anything like that. Um, how many rebounds per game do you think Dwight gets this year? Because he's never really been the highest rebounder. Um, no, ever. but even though on off, he is a really good offense rebounder. I, I don't I, say that much, but defensively, you know, he gets boxed out quite a bit.
0: I think, I think because the minutes that we think he will be playing and like the kind of role, I feel like he gets quite like I'm gonna say like two and a half to three. I'm gonna go oh, yeah. like kind of optimistic on that. Yeah, point. I know. I, I, you know, I think Dwight's snagging a lot of. Garbage time, put
1: back dunks, and things of that nature. You know, mm-hmm. I could see him easily like beasting in these garbage times. He's got so the Marquis Chris minutes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it'll, it'll be fun to see. Um, and lastly, it's one's a little more redundant, but like, how many assists do you think Dwight um gets per game in these? Um, um, this year,
0: his uh, like I said, Tally Dorsey and uh, Dwight Powell connection is gonna be too good, even whenever Dwight Powell is passing to Tally for a oh, oh, corner three. So science. I'm gonna throw one assist in there. There we go. One assist per game for Dwight Powell. I I got a I got a question for you. Yeah. What what is Dwight Powell's three point percentage? Oh, I think
1: that Dwight's gonna start bombing in garbage time. I think we're just gonna see this like random three point resurgence. And like the second Christian Wood hits like a downslope in terms of you know, he's shooting like slightly under forty percent. Fans are just gonna be pining for Dwight. He can shoot now, guys. Put him in. Like I could easily see Mavs Twitter giving into that sort of spiral. So over under thirty-eight. Over under 38. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh Dwight's never shot that. I know that's like you know, I think in limited minute I mean, hey, put the over under at 35. I think like it's a 35. Okay, I think White like screws around, you know, only maybe only on like 23 he's made the whole season, but he's gonna shoot like 36% from three or something like that. <laughs> okay. All uh, right. It's just the, you know, do I actually believe that? No, but you know, why not take the uh just insanely um unrealistic, optimistic side of things for the fun of it if we expect Dwight to just start bombing from in garbage on because he does have a good shot for him. I think that this gets gets discounted a lot. He's always been a mid-70s free throw shooter, roughly. Um, you never know. <laughs> you never and know. once we hit the march and April, though, you best believe Dwight's shooting <laughs> 55 70 yeah. from three. Um, mm-hmm. but with that being said, guys, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this podcast. Um, we'll be back either tonight or tomorrow, kind of just depending on how things work out. But um, we appreciate you guys for listening. If you made this far, make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you're listening at. We're available on a lot of different platforms now. Um, rate us. Um, definitely comment anything or you know what you like about us. Um, follow us on Twitter at Mainstream underscore Mavs. Any questions, inquiries, if you want to talk, just talk to us about Mavericks, hit us up. But besides that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the podcast for today. You guys have a good one. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.